Good evening, folks, and uh, welcome, as always, to another episode of Left Unread. Um, we've got a really great show planned for you this evening, um, but before we begin, uh, I would like to discuss something that has been bothering me. Last week, during our episode about the bread madness of Pont Saint-Esprit, I made a comment about the Rhone River. Specifically, I mentioned that the Rhone River does not flow through Provence. You see, I felt that because of my decade in the hospitality industry and years of wine training, I was a hot shit and I knew it all. I was so sure of this that I questioned my beloved co-host on air, causing him immeasurable mental anguish and no doubt espousing in him a deep, simmering resentment, the resolution of which remains to be seen, though I suspect violence. It turns out that I, in my infinite wisdom, had confused the Rhone River with the Loire River, one of the other major wine-producing river valley regions in the world which cuts through north and central France. Now, I know this mistake is unforgivable. And I know there's no excuse I could reasonably make that would make right the wrongs I have perpetrated. Nonetheless, I am going to try. You see, I haven't told anyone this, but for the past six months, I've been suffering from an acute case of Havana Syndrome. I have kept my struggle with this insidious condition a secret from you, our beloved listeners, and from my friends and loved ones, because I did not wish to arouse undue concern. However, it has now become clear to me that exploiting my victimhood is perhaps the best way to deflect blame for my hurtful actions, and in fact, maybe even elicit some sympathy. Sweet, sweet sympathy. It's like a strata gold type situation, and I'm your friendly neighborhood Rumpelstiltskin. So anyway, now you know the truth. I'm going to take some time to be with my family, to acknowledge my faults, to a point, and to try to rebuild my troubled relationship with God. Thank you for understanding as I attempt to navigate the difficult road ahead. I will be posting my Cash App and Venmo in the show notes. Now, for tonight's show. brother <laughs> dude i'm sorry i didn't tell you sooner um yeah truth man you've been you've been struggling with havana syndrome all this time huh yeah yep um <sighs> and it's <laughs> something i've been kind of embarrassed to talk about i d- uh, you should be <laughs> it all <laughs> it all started while i was working for the cia it and- all started in 1967 when i was <laughs> The victim of a vicious <laughs> sonic attack perpetrated by, while I was over by the government it. of Grenada. Now, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's been a bit of a struggle, but, yep. but I'm I'm hoping to uh, be able to overcome some of the adversities that I've faced, and and uh, hopefully going forward, I, I I will be a better friend, a better colleague, a better lover, and uh, a better man. Yep. So. 
Yeah. Well, God willing, you know, yeah. All, yeah. all your friends can do is stand behind you and <laughs> kind of make fun of you a little bit. Behind and slightly to the left, as I prefer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, so what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Yeah, I got I got a few things to banter. Uh, speaking of last week's episode, yeah. Uh, in in the hope that uh, I don't look like more of a crackpot than I am, which is quite a crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So I was listening yeah. to uh, probably my favorite podcast that's out there right now. It's called Ghost Stories for the End of the World, and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> the, he had uh, the host had mentioned a um. Like uh, uh, how the United States used a uh, psychedelic called BZ, which were they were, they were developing alongside LSD, which is apparently like so much more potent and like psychotic. Hmm. Um, but that they had been like weaponizing that at the same time, and that it was actually like used at least five times in Vietnam, like dropped on the Viet Cong, and so naturally, I uh, you know I. I always check my sources, so, like, right after I heard that, you know, I searched it up, and, yeah, I could find, like, plenty of, like, actual reputable sources on it, shit, like, in The Guardian and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, just, uh, I think that just gives maybe a little bit more credence to, um, the Pont Saint-Esprit, you know, my takeaway from it, that, you know, they were testing, basically, a, you know, a bioweapon that they were going to use right. in the field one day. So, they actually have, they didn't use LSD, but they went with that BZ compound, and they just fucking... <laughs> turn some Viet Cong into fucking like just piles of goo with it, <laughs> like just writhing blubbering. around. Yeah, it was apparently insanely effective. Although you know, still lost that war, so it couldn't have been that great. <laughs> you heard it here, yeah. folks. We we are of the opinion that that was a that was a loss. We took a big yeah. L in Vietnam. I know that's yeah. not like the popular take, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, we tactically we, retreated. We tactically. <laughs> Yeah, and then the yeah. North Vietnamese won. Well, so here's the thing: like a tactical retreat, uh, if you never return, <laughs> and then the people that you retreated from take over just, all of the win. territory. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a that's an L. That's a loss. Yeah, dude, Vietnam, dude, they uh, they fought off the French, then the Americans, then the Chinese, dude. Fucking yeah. like, oh, dude, like three of the strongest, you know. Three of the strongest countries in the world, and they were just beating them the fuck back. Dude, the Vietnamese, uh, they they deserve your respect. Yeah, I mean, the North Vietnamese Army, not like the Viet Cong, but like the actual like People's right. Liberation Army, yeah. they're like one of the greatest like land armies of all time. Yeah, they, they were commanded by supremely more talented individuals than the yeah. Army in the South. And they also, you know, were... Uh, they really believed in what they were doing. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't call yourself the People's Liberation Army if you're not, like, fucking a believer. Yeah, absolutely. At least not at the outset. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's yeah, still a few of those kicking around, and I'm not really yeah. sure how much liberation is needed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how much liberation China needs at this point. <laughs> they are liberated. <laughs> um, yeah. But I digress. Yeah, um, anyway. but there's yeah, a couple so... other things right that um, yeah one thing that i want to make sure i get in before i forget is yep. uh friend of the pod and drummer right. at large matt heisler um did reach out with a, a an addendum to last week's episode when we were talking about the the fact that the people suffering from this you know mysterious psychosis would yep. sometimes emit like the uh 
the smell of dead mice. And I remember oh, us yeah, saying, yeah. like, what a dead mice smell like. And so he, he, he messaged us on the pod Instagram, which is at left on red pod. And you should absolutely follow us there. Because, um, you know, we post a bunch of shit and sometimes, like, just like a few people see it. And you yeah, know, we got just, like 20 followers. So, yeah, you know, just come fucking see it. Um, and then I, I won't know. have to post so much of that shit on my own Instagram and I can just switch over to doing it on there. Yep. But, uh, he said that uh, dead mice smell like what did he say? Like pennies times a thousand. So yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, he had a dead mouse in his closet and um, had to like camp out in his living room for a week while that was like fumigated out because it smelled so overwhelmingly bad. So, I mean, to me, like that sounds like a pretty gnarly, like sweaty copper smell. That yeah, <sighs> pretty crazy thing to smell like as a person. Yeah, yeah. And when like absolutely. half the town is smelling like that. It was probably a really stinky time, and I'm sure, and yeah. it's, you know, that's not really remembered as like the key feature of the Pont Saint Esprit. <laughs> yeah, the stink because so was much that, other yeah. stuff was going on, but it that was, was probably more really the, stinky. The self mutilations and shit. <laughs> dogs yeah. chewing. The thing that really got me oh, was the dogs God, chewing dude. on rocks. That until, to me until is like its the teeth saddest. Were falling out. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing, man. Like dogs are like victimless. I'm sorry, uh, blameless victims. In that, yeah. not that these people deserve to be like tested on by the CIA. If that's what was happening, but um, definitely not the dogs. I mean, I can wrap yeah. my head around a bunch of fucking Frenchies getting drugged, you yeah. know, but it's it's hard for me to get over a French yeah, poodle. I, yeah, of all you know, there there were a lot of really good vivid uh, descriptions in the in the book that I was taking from, but like the one that like just like is pierced into my head yeah. is the fucking procession of the waddling ducks, just like yes. waddling like penguins as they're. Cack like ceaselessly like cackling and shit, <laughs> and, or clacking, clacking their beaks <laughs> until they cracked. Yeah, as like the woman's just sitting there, like, what? Yeah, what the, the fuck, fuck is going on? <laughs> like that to me, like it. That's like straight out of a David Lynch movie. Yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely fucked up. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, just as another random point, it was a great episode. I I re-listened to it twice, and I usually try not to because. I um don't want to juice our numbers. Like, yeah, yeah, you want to put your thumb I don't want to. I don't want to goose. I don't want to goose our numbers. It's an yeah. old circus term. Um, <laughs> we goose the suits a bit. Um, I don't want to do that. But um, I listened to it twice. I I loved it so much. I thought it was so good. You did a really good job. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My only regret, you know, I I wanted a sadistic magician by uh, Municipal Waste after the end. After I listened to it. I was just like, fuck, I should have done Fuck the Neighbors by Iron Reagan. <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Fuck you, you, the you know, Neighbors. You, yeah. you chose well. And I I, I'm sure I'll like have I... another fucked up episode where I can use that for him. Sure. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I ended up choosing most of the songs in that, and then I realized at the end that like I forgot to put our theme song in there, which yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel really bad about, because it would have fit so nicely after the little Twilight Zone interlude. I yeah, mean, not Twilight Zone. Uh, uh, the Left on Red Zone. The Left on Red Zone. Yeah. Um, it would have fit really well. but And I love our theme music so much. It's yeah, like my favorite. and I, yeah. Whatever. But hey, whatever. Hopefully, uh, hey. hopefully yeah. Interesting Times gang isn't too mad at us for not using it in one episode. Yeah. Good buddy, Ian. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I just saw this, and I just think that it's mm-hmm. bananas, is this guy in, uh, I just grabbed my phone, what is it? Uh, oh, the, the... Yeah, Kongsberg, what? which is like a little yeah. town, like 50 miles outside of Oslo in Norway, and apparently some, like, asshole, psycho, just, like, pulled a Rambo, and, like, uh, earlier today, which was their evening, 
walked into the center of town and just started like shooting people with like a hunting uh, bow and killed at least four people and i mean these are arrows that people used to kill like elk and moose and shit like yeah you know i think a lot of people think of bows and arrows as like really outdated but like you hit a person with one of those that's that's yeah, fucking I mean, it. they're meant to kill like big ass animals. Yeah, from, and like, the, the arrows are usually made to like not come out easily. So like even the people that survive are yeah. gonna be super... all arrows are like that. Right. Yeah, they they like pierce into you when you try to pull them out. Yeah, that's why you gotta like break them and pull them from the other side. Well, target arrows are usually not. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So if yeah. he was just like an enthusiast, but if, if these were hunting arrows, like yeah, they're they're they're. I mean, they're designed to do maximum damage. Yeah, and um, it to me it's just like a really brutal and really senseless crime. So. Yeah, I'm uh, not to make light of it, but I'm just going to assume that man has some iron crosses and other paraphernalia like that somewhere in Maybe. this place. Because yeah. it sounds pretty fashy. Yeah, it does have a bit of a fashy edge to it. Um, he might be one of these like Varg type guys that's like or like back that to other guy from Norway that killed like 90 people in like what was it 2011 oh, or goodness. something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was more recent than that. I want to say, unless I'm just time warping, but. Um, yeah, because I thought it was while we were in college. It could have been. Wow, time flies. Yeah, time. yeah, but he like he killed like ninety people or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Just and he was he was a fascist. Yeah, he was but... a Nazi. Well, anyway, um, we're uh, for what it's worth, <laughs> we do we do know that we have a few listeners in Norway uh, occasionally, and prayers we're, up. <laughs> we're thinking about you guys. Yeah, bless up from left on red. Hope yep. everybody's okay. Um, anything else? Yeah, um, so, as you know, and uh, most a lot of our listeners are from the area, yeah. uh, I'm a big Red Sox fan. Did I send you the video? So when the Red Sox clinched um, going to the ALCS, yeah. the, you know, there are videos of them just, like, partying in the clubhouse. Sure. They fucking, the entire team was, like, singing along to Robin's uh, Dancing on My Own. Oh, my like, God. Like, gang singing to it. That's so funny. <laughs> Did I send? I'll send. I remind so. me, and I'll send you the video after this. I don't think it you was did. like, dude. Yeah. They're like all going nuts. Like they all know all the words. Which, granted, there's not a ton of words in that song. It's pretty easy right, to learn. Right. But you could definitely tell it's like that's like one of their win songs. That's so. I'm just funny. gonna assume Kike Hernandez started it. But uh, yeah, yeah, dude, he I had would, a fucking uh, dong shot right at the end of that game. And I was, dude, he was. Oh, he, dude, he was like. He was going, like, four for five in those games and yeah. shit like that. Like, he fucking lived for it. Yeah, total MVP um, at this point. Like, yeah, I can't imagine anybody's yeah. going to eclipse him. Yeah. He really uh, showed so, up. like, friend of the pod, Ian, um, he, uh, he's a Giants fan. Yeah. And we were talking about it afterwards, and he's like, yeah, man, when Kike signed with Boston, I was so happy that I could root for him since he wasn't on the Dodgers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's uh, funny. Yeah. That's funny. But, uh. Uh, I would pay so much money to see Robin like throw out the foot first pitch. Yeah, why <laughs> in, not? Like one of the ALCS games. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll send you the video after this. Though. Yeah, yeah, send me the video. I'd like to see it. Oh, yeah, I, I am not nearly as rabid a baseball fan as you. I'm more of a fan of like occasional live baseball. I find that yeah. to be like just one of the best ways to spend an afternoon. Um, oh hell yeah, yep. But I haven't been following the season like at all, and I feel bad. I'm like not even a fair weather fan. <laughs> yeah, like, just a bad, a bad Red Sox fan, but whatever. Yeah. Go Sox. Um. <laughs> yeah, so it's that, and I guess also you know every podcast uh, has to mention it. I did watch the Many Saints of Newark, and it was so bafflingly terrible. 
That's what I've heard. Yeah. I haven't finished yeah. Sopranos, so I thought like it was a total wasted experience for me. Oh yeah, I don't. The, I mean, the movie consistently makes reference to like one of the biggest plot twists or like yeah. plot points in the show. Yeah. So I win, but yeah, it was like, like I almost wonder if it was like intentionally bad. It was so bad, huh. like so fucking bad. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. I mean, and I know that David Chase <laughs> hates the fan base. So, um, is that the creator? <laughs> yeah, he like hates the fan base. Why? Like, rabidly hates. Uh, I, I'm not entirely certain. I know he does. I think he's like a movie guy and he's just like pissed off that people think it's so great. Just like one of those pricks. Right. He's like, I'm most known yeah. for a, t- a dang TV show. Yeah. So he's probably just like, here you oinking hogs go. Here's your fucking slop. Yeah. Go eat it up. You piggies. <laughs> Fair enough. I was, yeah. I was sad to hear. I heard a lot of people talking about, um, uh, young Gandolfini being like a pretty piss poor actor. Oh, he was one of the better actors in that movie. Really? Oh, his facial expressions were, like, perfect. I mean, he was given, like, a task that, like, that's a tough, that's a tall task. Sure. But, um, like, he was one of the best, like, dude, some of the performances, like, dude, fucking John Bernthal as Johnny Soprano mm-hmm. was, like, I mean, he played the character like he plays every character. He's just John Bernthal. Right, right. Which, <laughs> Which is um, fine sometimes, like. Yeah. You know, he was good as yeah. the Punisher. I didn't watch that yeah. whole show, but I saw a few, like that prison fight scene. Yeah. You seen that show? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind John Bernthal, but, yeah. you know, yeah. He was just like, he didn't, because, you know, Johnny Soprano is a character in flashbacks in the show. Yeah. It is already, like, portrayed a certain way, and he just didn't do that. Yeah. But then you also had, like, Corey Stoll, who I like. He played Junior Soprano, and it was like a pantomime. Yeah. And then you have, uh, you had, I forget the actor's name, but he played Silvio Dante, which, first of all, they made Silvio, like, 40 years older than the show. Right. Out of, like, he was supposed to be Tony's age, and then in the show, they or in the movie, they made him, like, a balding man while Tony was a kid. Huh. Which is weird, and, like, that was a baffling performance. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was like, if you were to do impressions of the characters with your friends, <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> hey, like. Hey, where's the friggin' Gabagool? You motherfucker. You motherfucker. Oh, dude, that's too funny. Well, that's too bad. I'm sorry for you. Um, I guess well, I'm... I mean, I'm, I, I watched it. It was funny, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I am excited for Dune, though. Dude, yeah, we're going to see Dune in IMAX opening night. And it's supposed to be a, a fucking killer. And here's the thing, man. It's supposed to be a killer, dude. I like me some Timothy Chalamet. I do. He's a very talented yeah. actor, and he's capable of... I mean, of... dude, that... Like, and he's probably one of the worst act- actors in the main build, too. Like, I mean, they got fucking I Javier a... Bardem. Sure, like, yes. Yeah, they he's got Oscar Isaac. Got Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Dude, love Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he's, he's um, so good. He's, he's so gonna, good. He, yeah. yeah, there's some uh, there's some really good, and you know who else is really good is um, Zendaya. Yeah, who, exactly. Yeah, I like Zendaya. Have you she seen that a... show she's in? What show? So there's a show on HBO called Euphoria, right? And this is a show I that I never would have thought that I would have been into. But me and my ex girlfriend um, watched the first season of it, and dude, yeah, I'm not. You know this. I'm not one to binge TV shows. We watched yeah. every episode of that show in like two nights. It's nice. fucking fabulously acted by like everybody in it. Um, Let me look it up real quick. It's it's like a, I hesitate to say it, but like I guess it, it is like a teen drama, but it's like, it's brilliant. It's really oh, good, yeah. um, and she's she's stunning. Not I mean she's stunning looking, but I mean she's a stunning actress. She's very yeah, good. she's a good actress. And then the other 
the other one of the other leads in that show, Hunter Schaefer, who is yeah. like, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I've got a, just a massive crush on Hunter Schaefer. I'll just admit that. Nice. Um, and if you know, you know. But um, yep. so anyhow, um, yeah, Dune's gonna be fucking sweet. Yep, and then Succession season three this weekend. Fuck yes. I haven't seen that. Dude, oh, we're, dude, we're that's 20 a baller ass show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should just really, probably. And that's okay. I mean, this is not like a this is not like a hyper. Um, I was telling Evan before the show. This is kind of like my first. Maybe if you count the Green Knight episode, but this is like my first like serious like op ed episode where it's like less about uh, some specific event and more about the way I feel about like a general uh, practice and. Uh, and why yeah. I think it's fucking abhorrent and wrong, and uh, and we're just gonna kind of talk about it, and hopefully you like it. Cool. All right, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start the show. Um. So, uh, so today's topic is a, is a fun one. Um, in honor of yeah. this, the second half of October, which we've been doing, you know, our quote unquote spooky episodes, I wanted to discuss um, one of the oldest and most pervasive, and frankly, like really legitimately spookiest uh, human cultural traditions of all time, which I call the demonic possession phenomenon. Um, now you may notice that I referred to demonic possession as a cultural tradition. Um, I don't want to spoil any of the fun in advance, but I think by now that if, if you've listened to, to this much of our show, I mean, we're 36 episodes in, you've probably gathered that Evan and I, we don't really go in for this type of shit too much. Um, we're not big, uh, big religious guys. We're not big believers in, in the occult and the paranormal. I think we're interested in it, but, um, you know, I was born a papist, but... (laughs) Sure. Were you baptized? <laughs> Not so much. Yeah, I was baptized. Oh, so you're good. You're, you're in. Yeah, um, yeah. I got the original sin out. And... <laughs> yeah, I've just, uh, I've never been, uh, I'm not in communion with the church. Oh, you haven't been confirmed? No, no, I haven't. My oh. my oldest sister was, but then my other two. My parents were like, yo, fuck this shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Irish dad and Portuguese mom, trust me, they were raised Catholic. Sure. There's <laughs> some guilt there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I wasn't baptized anything. I, I've got nothing. Yeah. I'm a, I'm an a-religious boy from day yeah. one. Oh, you still got your original sin. You I do. Filthy. I do. Disgusting little beast. Yeah, I'm still a scholar of the first sin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing. Um. I'm dubious at best on the existence of demons and spirits and poltergeists and all that shit. Um. But I still feel like this this topic is. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like this topic is 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 spooky, maybe for other reasons, and is worth discussion. Um, sure. Plus, you know, it's it's October. Like, let's do a let's do a possession episode. It's like the most popular uh, topic in horror movies. It's it's so yeah, pervasive in culture. Love yeah, people love it. So um, so let's talk about it. Yep. Um. So 
what I found really interesting um, leading into the conversation about about this is that globally, um, when it comes to belief in some sort of version of the spirit realm, you know, I've said that I'm kind of a non-believer. You and I are sort of vastly in the minority when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, rough estimates figure that approximately 85% of human beings alive on this earth right now uh, associate themselves on on some level with some sort of religion. Now, barring the obvious exceptions like hardline Buddhists and, and you know, other faiths that don't strictly structure their faith around the supernatural. Yep. It's a pretty large portion of the planet that has at least some degree of certainty in, in the notion of the supernatural. Um, I don't want to alienate anyone here, but if you have an issue with me referring to gods and angels and shit as supernatural, um, you just got to toughen up because fucking come on. Like this isn't that show and I don't think most of our audience will have a problem with it, but, um, I'm not going to tell you what to believe, but I, I think we're going to speak pretty irreverently about a lot of this shit kind of exclusively from here. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have respect for at least most religions as long as it's not like evangelical Protestantism, like American, like that's just like, honestly, like I think that like American, like Protestantism should almost be thought of like Mormonism. Like it's a different religion from Christianity. It's it's, It's, like so intertwined with like capitalism. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and like radical like self-absorption you know it's gotten to that point i mean you, there's a, a definitely a big gap between like you know people that are just like low-key lutherans or whatever yeah and then people that are like hardcore like yeah. evangelical baptists like it is a yeah. big gap so, you know and, yeah. and people that are anglicans or whatever what do we call them here episcopalians yeah. um honestly if i was going to join a church i would definitely be episcopalian because i like that they have all like the catholic rites but like yeah. none of the you know, fuckery. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, be a part of the, any the church fuckery. Where, literally, uh, uh, like I, wink, I mean, I'm sure wink, they yeah. still have some, but that's oh yeah, everywhere. they all do. <laughs> but yeah, any any religion where your clergy can't marry, something's going down for sure. Yeah, and and a lot of times the ones that can as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure that by now. Uh, most of you are aware, at least in a peripheral sense, of the general idea behind uh, possession, right? Which is that some entity or being other than, you know, a human is exerting some sort of influence over the thoughts and actions and mental state of a person, generally for naughty and nasty purposes. Um, Now, A 1969 study by the American National Institute of Mental Health reported that across a sample grouping of 488 different global societies, you know, on every continent, except Antarctica, obviously, um, approximately 74% of those societies had some sort of traditional belief in some kind of possession. And obviously, this doesn't mean that every individual believed in those ideas, but the notion is present in their culture to a certain degree. And I find this completely fascinating. I'm, I'm... totally enthralled by this notion this idea of being possessed i just find i've always found it inherently interesting like those movies to me are some of the scariest movies and i don't believe in that but the very idea of having your autonomy stripped away in that way it's almost like what we were talking about last week with how horrific the idea of being dosed against your knowledge is yeah you know that sort of to me encapsulates the same kind of idea of like what it would be like to be possessed now just because i don't think it's going to happen doesn't mean I don't find that idea inherently frightening, right? Like, I think yeah. it's, it, it works well in the context of scary stories. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, dude, my favorite horror movie. I love horror movies, but mm-hmm. my favorite one, The Exorcist, the oh, OG one. Dude, yeah, it's so amazing. glad to hear you say that. It, it's a fabulous yeah. film. I've seen it so many times, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's well shot, it's well acted. Um, yeah, 
the Pazuzu splices. Yes. I love those. Yeah. 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 Um, another shameless Although Instagram Although it kind of does ruin it a little bit when you look at the behind-the-scenes shots and the actress is, like, joking around and yeah. shit like that with yeah. the makeup on. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. Um, this, yep. The veil of that, and that's sort of what I'm getting at in this show, like, yeah. <laughs> there's... It's all about pageantry to me, this whole possession yeah, yeah. thing. Like, to me, the movies are as real, if not realer, than real demonic possession because at least they're able to kind of capture this sort of mystical magical idea and make it feel real which to me uh, a lot of the real events don't they tend to either be really silly or as we'll discuss towards the end of the episode episode really sort of abusive and tragic um and at least in the movies you have this sort of idea of like a benevolent good versus evil struggle which who doesn't like that in like a theatrical context right like that that is inherently um fodder for good storytelling and i mean what beats the scene where reagan walks into the room yeah. in the middle of the dinner party and just rips the biggest like asparagus the piss all over the fucking floor <laughs> like the yeah. dirtiest fucking bender post bender piss yeah and you, you like you see her mother and she, just everything about it is perfect it's a perfect film um, yeah it's so good <laughs> so um so, like I said, 74% of people across this, like, sample group of different global societies had some sort of cultural tradition involving possession. Um, and they have really varying ideas of what that that means, right? Um, we tend to most often focus on the Christian notion of possession, particularly the Western Christian notion of possession, um, which we'll talk a, l- a yep. little bit more about in a minute. Um but there are ver- varying approaches to this um, globally. I'll be right back in one second. Sure. I'm like sniffling a bit. I'm going to blow my nose. Okay. Should I just keep going or what? Taking a break. Evan's my friend. Blowing his nose. I wonder what then. We're going to take a little bitty break. Boom. Making a list. He's checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to Left on Red Studios. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. back um i hope you guys liked my song while everyone was away it was totally improvised um <laughs> Ooh. and back to the show 
So as I said, there's uh, really varying ideas of possession globally, and we're going to end up focusing kind of mostly on the, the, the modern Western Christian idea of it, because I think that's what's culturally become so pervasive. But um, for example, right, just to sort of showcase how different different views on the broader idea of possession can be. Um, in traditional West African Hausa beliefs, uh, possession by the spirits of an ancestor or ancestors was considered highly beneficial, um, sought to be a cure for cure for all manner of physical and mental ailments as opposed to a cause. So to this end, they would perform an adorcism ritual, uh, which is basically the opposite of an exorcism, where spirits are beckoned and invited in to possess and aid the recipient. Um, I, uh, I remember that from playing some uh, West African mm-hmm. uh, games in uh, Crusader Kings. Yep. Yeah, I feel like we need to really get cool. one Crusader Kings reference in per episode. <laughs> I feel like we almost always do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely like 80%. <laughs> more than any other reference. We definitely yeah. make that one. Um, and Addercism is a really cool trait in that game. Because like once yeah, every five yeah, years, like you can just like try to get yourself possessed. And like occasionally yeah. it like fucks you up. But usually it just like makes yeah, your they, character awesome. God, that game um, you become like an avatar for some spirit or god. I know. I need that goddamn DLC, man. It was announced <laughs> so long ago. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, there I went. I said the E word, which is exorcism, um, which is the second half of the coin to what we're discussing today. There's possession, possession and then there's exorcism, right? Um, so the far more prevalent and opposite general style of ritual to adorcism. Exorcism is a broad term that generally refers to traditional methods used in all sorts of cultures around the world to withdraw or banish unwanted spirits from the body. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, and this is going to be a major focus of our discussion today, far more prevalent than the notion of benevolent possession by kind and loving spirits is the belief in evil spirits or demons uh, that seek to invade a person's mind and body excuse me, and torment them or cause harm to them and those around them. Um, and I also find this particularly fascinating, this idea that... Um, Possession is sort of a, a, a scapegoat for negative symptoms, effects, causes, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I found a lot of really, really fucking fun resources for this episode. I did a lot of really fun reading as I was kind of formulating my thoughts on this whole thing. Yes. But the one that I'm going to reference probably most directly in the whole episode and definitely in this next section um, is the Spiritual Research Foundation. Uh, so the SRF is a super janky website devoted to all things hokey and mystical. Um, and they have a great article on the various levels of demonic possession that a person can experience. And okay. spoiler alert, I mostly find this just like really funny. Like I loved the way they broke it down. But because of that, we're going to use that as our like definition of demonic possession and the levels okay. thereof for our episode. Because it possession's not real so we may as well just use the fucking mild like, possession dude <laughs> um, <guide> a bit. <laughs> so i don't think i could do a better job than them anyway so we're just gonna go for it so according to this site the levels of demonic possession can be broken down into and get this three levels we've got mild medium and hot i mean severe <laughs> demonic possession yo this this one's got a hot possession <laughs> <laughs> got a, he's got suicidal um, possession. Um, so these three levels are further broken down into several criteria. Um, how psychic someone needs to be to detect the possession okay. of others. Naturally. <laughs> how, uh, how tightly you can control or how, how easily you can calm down a spirit by speaking to it. Uh, how spiritually powerful a healer would need to be to remove the demon. And how much control over the person the possessing spirit has 
Uh, and lastly, how spiritually powerful the demon or spirit itself is. So good, we've got all the scientific. Yeah, we've got our power map laid out. <laughs> right, right. For, um, for combating this, and this uh, is this it's going to take a real like Dragon Ball Z turn in a minute. But oh god, yeah. Um, so mild demonic possession. Okay. So this level of possession can be easily detected by the average layperson just by observing the possessed individual, and that person would be able to communicate with the offending spirit. Now, this is mostly oh. what you see in movies where, like, you know, people just notice that someone is possessed and they hear... So you know, mild means that it's, like, obvious? Yes. Mild is obvious, and it's because it's so obvious, it means it's a less powerful demon. It's less insidious. It's less tricky. Uh, okay. So it's, it's less able to completely hide itself inside the body of another person. Mm -hmm. um a spiritual healer would need to be at 50 percent spiritual power level in order to attempt an exorcism and the ghost how do you, uh, how do you like recharge this level <laughs> dude i don't know <laughs> See, the thing like... is, they, 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 they use percentages but they don't make it seem like i think it's like percentages of a possible maximum of maximum okay. yeah right like yeah doesn't necessarily mean that that person is like not fully charged like... so, so you have to like so you have to like get get the like the pieces of heart and like oh, ocarina yeah. of time <laughs> right yeah or like yeah. in breath of the wild where you can't pull yeah. the master sword out until you have 11 hearts or whatever 13 hearts yeah and anything else will kill you um yeah. <laughs> so uh, the ghost at this point only has 25 percent control okay. over the yep. person right. um they say that the possessing spirit in these cases is probably just a common ghost or a minor low-level demon so yep. say in the one to 100 spiritual <laughs> power range um and they just go with that like one to 100 they don't say one to 100 of what but whatever so i, I came up with the spiritual power range the uh, spr <laughs> Um, yeah. They also note that a psychiatric professional would likely write this level of possession <laughs> off as some sort of mental illness um, because it manifests so obviously. It is very this harmful. Fucking psychiatrist just catching a fucking yeah. stray on this one. Yeah, dude. It's 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 a very just... a very harmful approach, and this like information shouldn't be out there. But whatever it is. Uh, so oh, let me move God, on dude, to that's so to, funny. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> we move on to, I buy, dude, I buy into this, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you're gonna like this next one. So we move on to a moderate demonic possession. Okay. Um, and you're gonna see, you know, this is going in a very clear direction. So someone uh, with some degree of extrasensory perception or ESP would be able to see the spirit, uh, but not an average Joe. So similarly, okay. mild ESP would be required to communicate with the spirit, and it would be more difficult to calm the spirit down, though it is possible with the right psychic talents. Uh, the spiritual leader would need to be at at least 70% spiritual power to conquer this foe. And the ghost is probably some sort of a female goblin, uh, which is going to have like 50% power over their host. Um, and these are going to be, they'd make a big leap here from, from yeah. 1 to 100. These are at 1,000 to 10,000. Oh, well, so uh, we're just spiritual. going by orders of, yeah, just jumping up like mm -hmm. an order of magnitude and shit now. Okay. Absolutely. So, the, yeah. we're, you know, we're getting a little. So these female goblins, those are, these are some fuckers. Yeah, they're they're really tough uh, with the, the mid-level uh, possessions for sure. The, the female goblins. <laughs> um, and then we've got severe possession. <laughs> warning, warning. Uh, okay. These are the big boys. Only a true psychic master or a saint can perceive this possession. Nobody but that saint can talk over, uh, talk to or calm the spirit's rage. You need to get this be at over 70% spiritual power to defeat it. And the demon has like 75% control over the victim. Uh, yeah. This type of ghost they call a subtle sorcerer. Um, and they have a power level of, oh my god, I can't believe this, 10,000 all the way to infinity. 
That's over 9,000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the site notes that Adolf Hitler was possessed by a subtle okay. sorcerer, uh, likely from the lowest regions of hell. Um, yeah, if he, if, if he was anything, he was subtle. Sure, he was, he was absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, very, very subtle. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, this is obviously fucking bullshit, but I just really, like, I needed to include this just to give, like, a basic definition of, you know, how to tell how possessed you are. Um, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, as I've said before, the, the most commonly known take on demonic possession comes from the Roman Catholic Church. Um, and it is some version yep. of this that can generally be seen in the innumerable possession genre films out there, such as, you know, The Exorcist, as we've said. Yep. Um, now, I say demonic possession. That's mainly because the Roman Catholic view of possession is really centered on the idea of demons being the possessors. You know, in other countries, like... So things like you know female goblins or like fucking subtle <laughs> sorcerers or ghosts or whatever it's really in the the roman catholic tradition and then the greater christian tradition where we sort of get this idea that these are uh, demons that exist in opposition to god right and they're coming yeah, yeah. you know specifically from hell um to sort of control and pervert and blaspheme and you know wreak havoc on earth and, and tempt people away from god's light um the Roman Catholic view is important to our narrative just because it is so, so pervasive. Um, so now, while the official stance of the Catholic Church on modern possession and exorcism is sort of like a, a don't ask, don't tell approach, um, <laughs> like they they yeah. they acknowledge that it's out there, but they don't really talk about it much because I think even they probably have this idea that like, listen, we can't we can't outright say this is fake because then we're kind of, you know, yeah, we've kind of been doing this for like a couple thousand years. <laughs> right. They're like, tacitly there is some <laughs> precedent, but like, listen, you guys don't need us to protect you from demons. They're not real. Like they have to, <laughs> they have to yeah. do the bare minimum to kind of keep this up so that they can at least have this notion that like, listen, if you're not good, there's mm, some kind of big bad is out there. He's going to get you. He's going to get you. Um, <laughs> um, there are. Still I just. Priests. I'm sorry. I still can't get over the fact that they're like, oh, if for these uh, the subtle sorcerers, you really need a very high power level to be able to recognize them that there's that this person's possessed, and then they go with Adolf Hitler. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like the yeah. like that. Like literally everybody ever has been able to look at him and been like, yeah, there's oh. something fucking wrong with this. Yeah, this dude. guy was this guy was a problem. There was something up with him. <laughs> yeah, um, this guy was on a lot of methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> he was possessed by a real itch for that myth. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but so there are still priests today in the Catholic Church that are trained in the uh, the, the, the Catholic rite of exorcism. They still exist. Yeah. Um, not a lot of them. And they very rarely get uh, 
they very rarely get approved. They have to be approved sometimes yeah, all the way up to Honestly, that would Vatican. be a pretty sweet gig if yeah. you were a priest. Oh, totally. You're um, just, like, hanging out, and then, like, you know, once, you know, maybe once a year or whatever, you get called to go to, like, some village in, like, I don't know, somewhere in, like, southern Italy or something like sure. that. And you're like, oh, here you go. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. I have a cleanse <coughs> the demons. Um <coughs> It's, it's actually okay to be slightly racist against Italians this week yeah. because of Indigenous Peoples Day. So yeah, yep, yeah, yep. fuck Columbus. Yep. Um, but so yeah, no, this is like the this is like the guy that you see in movies. He's like an aged, cynical, drunk priest who has to grapple with his own <laughs> inner demons and find the strength yeah, yeah. to help some poor little girl who's been speaking Aramaic and crawling up walls. Uh, they pray, they sprinkle holy water, they call upon the power of Christ. Fucking which, pound uh, some pints at the pub. Dude. Absolutely, dude. They're like <laughs> crushing fucking Irish mist back at the yeah. seminary. And then they, or not the seminary. Where do priests live? Not a seminary. A uh, reliquary? No, that's where you keep relics. Where do yeah, they? that's where relics are. Uh, I'm not sure. There's a word for I forget. But at their dorm room. Yeah, uh, yeah the priest dorm. Off a priest campus on the yeah, quad. Yeah. Um, well, the church claims that demonic possession is incredibly rare, and they actually generally have a policy of referring purported sufferers to seek mental health care, which is in stark contrast to a lot more like modern um, demonic possession proponents, which, as we're going to discuss, actually, especially in America, uh, tend oh, yeah. now to be not Catholic. They tend to be yeah. um, evangelicals. And I mean, it's straight up a part groups. of some of their, like, yeah. their services, like Absolutely. speaking in tongues and shit like that. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, letting the Holy Spirit into your body. It's it's sort of like a form of adorcism. Yeah, um, yeah. Which we discussed. Yeah, before. yeah, true, yeah. Yeah. Went all the way back around. <laughs> um, so the problem with modern exorcism it circles me back to the earlier point I made about ancient societies and religions inventing answers to unanswerable questions, right? Which I actually might have even skipped that line, but did I? I, I think you may have. I think I skipped it. Well, so the idea that, like, you know... Since the beginning of time, people have had questions about, you know, the world. And for a long time, the best possible explanation for a lot of those questions was the gods or, you know, some force beyond our understanding. Um, and so, like, one such unanswerable question at a certain point in time might be like, hey, you know, why does mom spend so much time in the corner alone talking to someone who isn't there? Or why does little Jimmy obsess over tiny details and he gets upset when his little rituals are disrupted, right? People might see things like that and, and think, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Now, I want to make it really clear that neither of us are, are, are qualified to talk about the subtle intricacies of mental illness. Um, we're painting in very broad strokes. I can't yeah. claim to have any like real grasp on the myriad personal experiences people have with these um, often really serious, really debilitating conditions. But um, what I can say based on personal experience in a few instances is that from the outside looking in, someone suffering from say a psychotic episode or dealing with symptoms of schizophrenia or obsessive compulsive disorder or depression, they can seem pretty frightening. You know, yeah. um, people can act in ways that seem pretty quote unquote abnormal to uh, a person who's out there just living their, their life according to whatever they consider to be, you know, normal patterns of behavior. Um, and I think people have a, have an intrinsic aversion to the unknown, and without more insight, it's unfortunately all all too easy to see how an uneducated, highly spiritual person would see their friend or their family member or their neighbor acting in a manner counter to their idea of normal behavior, and mm -hmm. and to find an answer to their questions about this in the spirit world. Um, 
you know, I give ancient people a bit of a pass here. Not that, like, life was good ever, because it's been brutal and terrible for most of, you know, forever. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm certainly not going to waste my breath chastising the Sumerians of the 8th century BCE for blaming the wind demon Pazuzu on dad's personal or borderline personality no. disorder. Um, or, I mean, like, you know, there's one, like, even uh, <clears throat> in, uh, I believe it's Leviticus, where they talk about not eating shellfish. Right. I mean, it's very possible that that's just from shellfish allergies right <laughs> and they see people suddenly like afflicted yeah by by some like strange pestilence after eating shellfish i mean what are you gonna do but say like oh maybe god <laughs> don't eat the fucking shellfish right. man <laughs> well and that's the same thing with pork like you know up until fairly yeah. recently undercooked pork you're at a severe risk of like trichinosis and and various other yeah. you know tapeworm things like that um people probably just saw like if you eat pork sometimes you puke and shit yourself to death and like maybe we should just not eat pork yeah, why don't um, we just take it off the menu? Right, right. And then, of course, there are all those uh, all those unexplained uh, spontaneous polyester combustions, which can explain the ban on mixed fibers and clothing. Um, yeah. And then there was that time when that guy coveted that other guy's wife, and, and he felt really bad. There's a reasonable <laughs> explanation for all of them. Um, yeah. So the problem is that it's it's not the 8th century BCE anymore. And we have yeah. now, you know, centuries or a century and a half of – um, research. I guess now, God, probably two centuries worth of research into the field of mental illness and its proper treatment. And so when we occasionally see a story about a modern exorcism and its potentially devastating fallout, it's really, really upsetting to say the least. Um, so, you know, this shit, this shit still goes on, right? We've sort of been gearing up to this. Um, and at yep. best, it, it generally involves neglecting someone else's mental health needs in favor of satisfying someone else's religiosity. Uh, yep. And unfortunately, as I mentioned, possession and exorcism are wildly, wildly popular subjects for horror films. Um, yep. They're just constantly coming out. Uh, the most famous example, as we've talked a little bit about, is is The Exorcist, right? Which is based on yeah. William Peter Blatty's 1971 novel of the same name. I've read the book. It's way less good than the movie. You just see the really? movie. Really? Yeah, I've never read that. I mean, it's fine. It hits all the same plot points. Like, it's not like it's not... It's fine, but it's like Jaws. It's like... Uh, there's a book Jaws, and the book Jaws is not great. You know, Steven Spielberg's Jaws is a fucking tour de force. That's like a great, yeah, a, a great movie, one of the classics, song, right? So, um, to me, this is kind of the same thing. Um, now, in researching for the book, Blatty referenced a 1949 Washington Post article about a young Baltimore boy who had reportedly been possessed and successfully had the demon exercised by a member of the Catholic clergy. Now, he, he claimed to believe this story, uh, but later research shows that the whole thing was, was heavily sensationalized for publicity. Lion fake news media, Washington <laughs> Post. Oh, dude, wow. Fucking, what is it? Uh, democracy dies in darkness? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. fucking. Yeah. Democracy owned by, dies uh, in darkness. Washington owned Post. by fucking Bezos. Yeah. Did you see Jeff Bezos <laughs> fucking hose uh, William Shatner today? No, no, I was at work. I didn't see any of it. So I just saw like clips of it, but they had their little yeah. space flight. They were in space for like three minutes, three seconds, right? Like, oh, they they go to like as as little of space as you can while yeah. still claiming that yeah. space. They're like just barely outside of Earth's atmosphere, and then they come right back down. And so now, technically, you know, William Shatner has robbed Buzz Aldrin as being the oldest person in space, but like Buzz Aldrin like orbited the globe at seventy three or whatever, and William yeah, Shatner yeah. like barely left the atmosphere at 90 now when they took a very high plane ride yes he did he probably felt just a little freaky for a hot second yeah um they come back down and shatner who by the way is 90 and like that's kind of unbelievable he looks good yeah he looks really good i think that's his real hair i don't think he had hair plugs i'm not sure i mean 
uh, it's funny. He definitely started looking more like that than young William Shatner pretty early. Sure. Like, like it's even like you know, obviously the original Star Trek, where he's like one of the most handsome men on earth, sure. was like the '60s. But like even by like the '80s ones, you're like, oh. It's going quick, huh? <laughs> yeah. And he had uh, like this curly like fro thing through the seventies yeah. and eighties, which um, is weird because he he wasn't even the the boozer. It was Leonard Nimoy, and like Leonard Nimoy looked the same. Like basically yeah. his whole life. Usually boozing's bad for your uh, yeah, bad for the skin on the face. Absolutely, dude. Uh, speaking of the skin on the face, uh, I have this face cream or this face wash nice. and this moisturizer. They're both curly, yeah, brother. And my ex girlfriend got them for me. Um, and I was telling her cause you know, we were talking the other day and I was like, I just want you to be aware. Like the absolute worst part about us breaking up is I don't know where to buy this again. My skin, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell is fucking glowing. I feel I have not had skin this, this moisturized and smooth in my entire adult life. I've always had dry skin everywhere and I have this fucking insane Korean shit and it's just, yeah, not everybody can be Portuguese, man. It's just doing, the, ah, well, you know, <laughs> you've got your shark. Oh, this coming. is all natural, dude. You got your shortcomings. Natural face grease is uh, not enough to make up for all the, all the other awful things. Oh, they're all great. Uh, who's got the Nevis? Not me, baby. Oh, I don't mind my Nevis, man. I've got... Oh, you mind it? No, there are other things I would fix way before that, like my fucking puffy, pubescent <laughs> the female stay nipples. Yeah, the stay puffed nips. Yeah, they're dude. fucking out of control. Um, <laughs> dude, I'll never forget the time we we went to like Six Flags. Yeah, We're yeah, on the yeah. roller coaster, and, and I had a tank top <laughs> on, and my shit popped right out. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was just bam. <laughs> yeah, and you were making fun of me, and I was like, I can't do anything about it. You have to look at it this whole trip because I'm strapped in. Like, that was a fun day at Six Flags. My cousin met us. Yeah, but he was oh, like, God. he was like three hours late, so we hung out at Six yeah. Flags for like an hour, and you and I just rode like we rode a fuck ton of roller coasters that day. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Although, like, dude, like, Springfield, Mass, is, like, you know, like, right next to whatever that fucking river is. Um, and is it is, like, the most humid fucking part of Massachusetts. Like, South Coast's pretty humid, but, like, Agawam, where, where it really is. Yeah. Uh, fucking, dude, that is always, like, 95% humidity and, like, 90 degrees anytime I go. Yeah, it's swampy There is fun. no, and every line is just in the sun. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely swampy. I was thinking it yeah. would be really fun to go... Um, I've never done like the, whatever they call it, the fright fest, but I also oh, don't yeah, know yeah. if I want like a million COVID coughs in my face. Like, I don't know if I'm yeah, like, game for Six Flags like, yeah. quite yet. You know, I'm, I'm not like hyper vigilant about that stuff, but I'm, I'm certainly not interested in like going to a super spreader event. <laughs> Yeah, now if it was like Universal Studios, okay, maybe worth it, but yeah. Six Flags New England. Bush Gardens, dude. Yeah, Bush Gardens. Bush Gardens Bucks, in Virginia. Yeah. That was great. They had some yeah, good dude. ass roller coasters there. Yeah, dude. Because, yeah, we're coaster boys. Oh, like, I just like, I if I go them. to a theme park, I just want to find the gnarliest roller coasters and yeah. hit them as many times as possible. Yeah. I oh. love roller coasters. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Um, anyway, I, I suppose we should probably dive back into the, <laughs> to the yeah. narrative. We're at like almost an hour right now, and that's yeah. before any music or anything. Um, <laughs> this is going to be like an hour and a half of tangential bullshit, which I guess is great. I'm, I, uh, I, I mean, we're do almost to the end of your notes. Yeah, yeah. And I want to do more of that. Um, yeah, capture it. more of the magic <laughs> Yeah, as it happens between yeah, two. Yeah, everybody can see how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> some hot sausage everybody's how the gonna, is made everybody's gonna get to know each other in the pot <laughs> no. uh, so. it's one of the things that I do best 
It's probably the thing that I'm best at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's um, going to get real familiar in the park. And then uh, when he spills it, oh, oh my god. Oh, uh, man. The, the squeals he makes. Don't give up. Take my hand. Don't give up. Yeah, I run away. There have been other modern real examples of exorcisms. It feels weird to just dive back in. Uh, there have been yeah, other modern real examples of Kevin exorcisms. Kevin from the office impressions. <laughs> um, being performed on real people afflicted with real mental illness, and occasionally they have disastrous effects. So um, writer Michael Cuneo, author of American Exorcism, Expelling Demons in the Land of Plenty, which is a book that I did not read in full, but I read some excerpts, and it actually sounds really cool. I kind of want to read it. Um, he talks about this extensively. So during research for his book, Cuneo attended over 50 exorcisms personally, both Catholic-sanctioned and not-sanctioned. And he reported of those 50, absolutely zero instances of, you know, levitation, head spinning, phantom wounds, projectile vomiting. Um, he didn't see a single thing that made him think anything other than, here's a, a poor, disturbed, emotion, emotionally disturbed victim kind of being subjected to ritualized abuse by equally disturbed yeah. perpetrators all in the guise of religious faith. Um, yep. And so there are right. several high-profile examples from the last decades that can showcase how insidious these events can be. And so there's three big ones in the in the 2000s and 2010s that I want to talk about really quickly. Oh, man. Yeah, they're, they're really sad. They're all really uh, sad. And the point in sharing them is to highlight for you the reality of this situation, which is that, frankly, exorcisms and demonic possession are... Um, blanket terms used to cover up or to explain the abuse of, of people who are mentally ill and traumatized yeah man this is like that it's like that episode of qaa where they had the miracle mineral solution on the oh yeah yeah autistic kids was just like one of the few times i like kind of i had to like turn it off i was like i can't listen yeah, to this that was horrible so with yeah. that i mean i guess trigger warning we're going to talk about like abusive children and and uh some pretty rough stuff for the next couple of minutes here um so in August of 2003, an eight-year-old Milwaukee boy named Torrance Cantrell was murdered by his family and his minister while undergoing an exorcism to, quote, cure his autism. Uh, his mother had been bringing him to the Faith Temple Church of the Apostolic Faith, Faith Twice in One Name, You Know It's Gotta Be Good, which was in a local strip mall, um, which okay. just reminded me of the Righteous Gemstones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they go there three times Who a week. Who wants to suck an old man's dick? <laughs> That show is so fucking good. It's amazing. Oh, God. Um, they go there three Old times Old baby a week. Billy's here. <laughs> Uncle baby Billy. Yeah. Um, three times a week they go there hoping to exercise whatever demon has been causing his, quote, affliction. Um, and during the final visit, they decided to stage a full-on exorcism. So they wrap this little eight-year-old boy tightly in sheets to quote i guess oh prevent God. him from scratching himself though accounts defer as to his treatment so the minister a guy named ray hemphill who's a fucking monster uh claimed that the boy was seated comfortably but the boy's grandmother also in attendance testified that he had been held down and smothered by people attempting to force the light of god into his body 
Um, after an hour, someone looked down and noticed that he wasn't moving anymore. And there you go. Um, his grandmother is actually quoted, and I wish this wasn't funny, but it is. She said, uh, he, he met a smothery demise. Ew. <laughs> yeah, he was smothered. Um, so Hemphill is picked up by the cops, and he claims that they were praying hard, but not hard enough to kill. Uh, he's a fucking monster. They're all monsters. Everybody involved in this is a piece of shit. Um, so then in 2005, and this is another one that gets talked about a lot, a 23-year-old Romanian Orthodox nun named Maricita, I think it's Maricita Irina Cornici, uh, reportedly began hearing whispers in her head. Uh, she'd only been a nun for a few days, having just recently joined the convent. Uh, now, she believed that she was hearing the devil, telling her what a horrible sinner she was. And she was likely experiencing her first schizophrenic episode, but as a deeply religious person um, with no access to... That must to... have been really fucked up as, like, a yeah. nun. Or, like, yeah. like, a real believer to have that happen. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's pretty clear to people observing this that, like, her delusions were heavily influenced by her belief. And that's normal, yeah. right? Like, people that have certain beliefs, those beliefs affect the delusions that you have or the hallucinations that you have. Um, yeah. So, obviously, she's unable to reconcile this. Now, she had been an orphan, raised in an orphanage, and she had no personal experience with family history um, to give her sort of a context within which to sort of understand, like, oh, my God, this is a thing that runs in my family or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So she eventually receives treatment in the local hospital for schizophrenia. Um, they give her medication, and then they, they make an interesting choice. They release her into the care of uh, another local monastery at Tunaku, um, for a 10-day convalescent period where she's in the care of the monks and the nuns there, after which yep. she's going to return to the hospital for further evaluation. Now, during this time, uh, the 29-year-old monk who was acting as the priest for the monastery, a man named Daniel Petru Corgianu, uh, and several nuns began an attempt to exercise the demons that they believe have resided within Marichitsa. Uh, they claim that she grew violent, refusing to sit still or to drink any holy water. Uh, so their solution was to bind and gag God her damn. and then tie her to a large wooden cross in like a dank <clears throat> chamber of the monastery without food or water for three days. So she obviously died. When you're so religious that you crucify somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fucking horrifying. And so this is what I mean when I talked at the start of the episode about spooky shit. The real spooky shit is the weird fucking awful stuff people are willing to do in the name of trying to... I guess help somebody yeah um and in these people's minds you know i think in in many cases they truly believe that what they're doing is right and good and it is just horrible so again she obviously died um what little family she had were obviously devastated so they reach out to the police and they try to get you know the monk indicted and they do they arrest him um he gets charged with aggravated murder but you can't bring this poor young girl back i mean yeah. she's She's dead. Um, reports claim that her body exhibited extensive physical trauma and signs of torture and abuse. Like, she'd just been tormented in an attempt to get the demons out of her. But you're just torturing a 23-year-old with a mental illness, you know? Yeah. Uh, the last one is also really fucked up. Um, so on Christmas Day 2010, uh, a 15-year-old boy named Christy Bamou uh, and four of his siblings were visiting their elder sister Magali and her partner Eric Bikubi in their East London flat from their home in Paris. Uh, over the course of their visit, uh, Bikubi started accusing um, these siblings, some of whom were adults, some of whom were like teenagers, of bringing kendoki, yeah. a traditional Congolese form of witchcraft, into their home. 
Uh, now, there is a long and fraught history of children with perceived aberrant behavior being accused of witchcraft in some modern African cultures. Uh, and yep. among the various cultures in the Congo, this is unfortunately fairly prevalent. So Bikubi initially abused all of the siblings, uh, but Christie's two sisters confessed to being witches and were spared. Christie mm -hmm. himself, unfortunately, wet his pants in fear, and this was seen by Bikubi as evidence of his crime. Uh, so at first, Bikubi says, like, I want you to jump from the window. Let's see if you can fly. And he's, like, trying to get him to do it. And yeah. he's, like, pleading with his elder sister, Magali, who's Bikubi's partner, like, please help me. Please stop him. And she's, like, encouraging Bikubi. She's saying, like, no, you guys deserve this. Um, and they're just on Christmas holiday to visit their big sister. And they, like, walk into, like, a fucking story out of hell. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> traditional cures for kindoki in children generally involve beating, starvation, and cleansing by immersion in water. So Christie was beaten with metal bars, sticks, bottles, floor tiles. He was attacked with a hammer and chisel, um, and he had his ears Christ. twisted around with pliers, all in the name of exercising the witch inside of him. Uh, finally, his broken and battered body was left in a bath to cleanse him, uh, but he was so fucked up and likely unconscious that he wasn't able to raise himself out, and he just laid there and drowned. Um, this is awful. Yeah, it's a, it's a monstrous human tragedy. It's, like, really terrible. So anyway, we don't need to talk about more of these. There are other stories I don't want to talk about any more of them because this isn't that Me type either. of show. Yeah, two two votes for no more. So we're yeah. we're gonna move on. But the motion passes. <laughs> um, my point is that these events and this belief in the possession of innocent, mentally or physically ill individuals by ghosts, demons, whatever the fuck you want to call them, kindoki, um, it's not only still around, but by some estimations, it's actually on the rise, especially in this country. Um, it's marked by many of the same aberrant, religiously tinged beliefs held by groups that would once have been considered fringe nutcases, but are in increasingly becoming mainstream. Think, you know, I don't know, fucking QAnon, I don't know. Um, yeah. This rise in the modern possession exorcism ritual is observable in certain fundamentalist Christian groups in the United States, uh, marking a departure from traditional Catholic orthodoxy for a wilder, weirder, modern American approach. And while there is no hard and fast statistical data, the Catholic Church itself has, has been contacted in a couple articles I read, and they reportedly hold with the idea that there are more exorcisms being performed in this country than in the last several years, uh, in the last several years than at any point previously. Um, and it's likely a part of the increasing radicalization of the Christian right. Uh, belief that demons or Satan are at work influencing the actions of groups like Antifa or the Black Lives Matter movement have become widely accepted talking points among the more extreme members of this constituency. And it only seems logical that given this uh, change in this radicalization of the religious right, that efforts to expunge these otherworldly threats would be on the rise as well. Uh, there's a broader twen trend towards <laughs> Boato Twen. It's a Boato Twen. Bo it's a Boato Twen. <laughs> it's a Boato Twen. I was okay, born let's in get test another yeah. <laughs> um, God damn, those are some pit stains you got right now, bro. Dude, just one arm. <laughs> it's been like shit. that for hours. It's literally my right arm sweats like markedly, yeah. and it's 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 an issue. It's not because I'm hot or anything. Like I'm fine yeah. here. Um, I've tried it's like, like daddy's special... got the tank top on, dude. What did you say? That's why daddy's got the tank top on. I guess so, man. I guess I, I mean, gotta... it is still it is still so hot down here. I don't know how it is for you. It's been warm. It's been nice, um, but it's comfortable oh. upstairs now. Like I'm, I'm fine. Oh I have God. the cube I'm like up. Like pouring I'm sweat. Um, <laughs> we're almost done. Yeah. So, um, where was I? 
Uh, so there's a broader uh, trend towards this extreme type of thinking that I think is incredibly worrying, and I think it should absolutely be on everyone's radar. Um, it's way too easy to find yourself swept up in politicized or religious fervor and to find yourself beating and drowning an innocent little boy or crucifying a poor schizophrenic woman. Um, we'll have additional links related to mental health awareness and outreach in our show's notes this week. Um, if you or anyone you know is struggling, know that you are not alone. Uh, there are resources out there for you to get the help that you need. Um, and you are absolutely not, and I mean absolutely, positively, not a shred of doubt in my mind, you are not possessed. Because that shit ain't fucking real. And that is the left on red take of the night. That's the left on red guarantee. Absolutely. There ain't no ghosts in you. You are, you are just fine. I, I am a licensed uh, exorcist, <laughs> and I can say there ain't no there ain't no motherfucking shit inside you right now, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could tell if there was. Like, the, uh, yeah, I can. Yeah, through the I can feel the vibes, the <laughs> demon vibes, and I don't get none from you. Every download, yeah. uh, we get a specific energy se- sequence from. Um, yep. And if amber is the color of your energy, you got a ghost in oh, you. Oh my god! Don't even tell me about that. What shit, was that? Man. Was that three eleven? Of course, that's three eleven. Three eleven. Oh, oh whoa! Amber is the color of my energy. It's like I've it's like I've always said, and I I mean it. Uh, yeah. Nobody, and I mean nobody, does reggae fucks with the Jesus. like a white man. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, that fucking song is one of the first songs I learned how to play on drums. I had a drum teacher who like he loved Richie Sexton, so he made me fucking. Right, was that the was that the drummer? I couldn't. No, tell no, you. Richie Sexton was a baseball player, right? It was something Sexton or Sexton. I have no idea. What is it? I gotta I gotta look it up. The fans have to know. Well, this is certainly insight. Like I've always known that you <laughs> suck pretty hard, but hey, I didn't bah, all right. Oh, why don't you fucking? I didn't realize suck it was my dick, uh, man. Quite so bad. Chad Sexton. That's what. Yeah, Richie Sexton was like a six foot ten first baseman for the Seattle Mariners. Was... This is Chad Sexton. He was the drummer. He was the drummer. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Maybe I saw him in like a music magazine or something. Probably, yeah. I mean, he was he was a decent drummer. It's shit, fucking band. Yeah, like just absolutely dog shit. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah, they are. They are not good. They're bad. <laughs> they're so not good. You'd even call them bad. Yeah. Um, they're not better than bad. They're good. <laughs> so that was that's the extent of my uh, what I wrote for today. Um, I feel very boring. strong. <laughs> what do you say? Boring. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I wish it was better. I, I, I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about this. And it, initially when I set out to do this episode, it started as something kind of different. Um, but then I just realized as I kept reading these stories about, you know, people up through the present day and just like the horrible ways that their bodies are being abused and they're being, you know, in some cases killed, but always, you know, not getting the help that they need. Um, yeah. I realized that I, it was like more important to me to make the show kind of about that than it was to make it about like specific examples that are, you know, yeah. shocking or whatever to get like the ooh ah factor of, um, you know, wow, yeah. it's so weird that that girl could suddenly speak German. Like, I think that there's enough of that out there. And I think that, you know, if you want that, go watch a movie. And like I said, there are possession movies that I find really entertaining. Um, but I do think it's a worrying trend to see the glorification of that process, right? To see like, for example, all these like conjuring films where, you know, they portray Ed and Lorraine Warren as anything other than like problematic fucking con artists, which is what they are. Yeah. You know, those those are not good people. You know, those are people that predate on, um, on vulnerable people. Right. And, you know, to separate the art from the reality 
you know, I think it is possible, but it, 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 I think it's important to remind yourself, like when you're seeing this, that like the reality is um, these people are not good people. They're not doing no. something good. They're not saving someone. They are. They're running a game on vulnerable people. Yeah, they're they're you know they're I mean? running they're, a game. They are they are yeah. waving their hands. Three around. card money. Yeah, exactly. And um, and unfortunately, like right now, the climate, especially in this country, just feels so ripe for that for that kind of thinking. And so I, I got to thinking about how worrying it was to me that you know you see these these movements, these you know uh, pseudo religious, pseudo political sort of radicalized, generally right-wing movements that incorporate yeah. a lot of <clears throat> Christian ideology and theology, but also a lot of, like, Nazi ideology and theology yeah. into this sort of miasma, conspiratorial, you know, hyper-aggressive um, way of viewing the world. And I just I just think that it's important it's very for people. Very Yeah, and I think that you could you could make an honest case for a lot of, you know, these possession movies being a form of propaganda in that they are clearly espousing a particular Western Judeo-Christian, you know, view of reality and that, you know, if you are holy enough or you bring in someone who is holy enough, you can expunge the evil and the problems from your life. Um, and that's something that I've always had a problem with. Well, I mean, at least as long as I've been, you know, old enough to have these sort of ideas. I've always sort of had a, that problem with those movies, and it, I've always grappled with the fact oh. that even though I love them, they tend to espouse uh, a pretty warped view of right and wrong that I think it's important for people to at least be aware of. Happy Halloween. Yep. <laughs> Just noticed you were wearing your, uh, the, your shirt. <laughs> oh, the Macho Man Randy Savage yeah. shirt? Yeah, this is the best shirt that I own. Yeah, it's, it's a good really one. good. I... I yeah played macho man in my uh company work costume party right before covid and it was great yeah i had a, a championship belt fanny pack that was filled yeah. with mini slim jims yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes i feel like i'm just gonna snip into a slim jim oh yeah <laughs> i am the cream yeah. mean gene the cream of the crop rise <laughs> to the top I'm definitely going to close this episode now, now that we've talked about it. I'm definitely going to close this episode with Be a Man Hulk, the uh, Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage rap. And I was talking to a buddy the other day about how ballsy it is that the first line in that song is, Hot diggity damn, Hulk, man, you set it off. <laughs> like, <if> the first <laughs> thing you say in a rap song is, Hot diggity damn. That's yeah, just, dude. you're fucking... <laughs> Used to think you was hard, but now I know you are soft. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. you'll hear it in a moment because yeah, yeah. that's what we're gonna close with. But yeah. um, yeah, I would, I would say if we're talking about costumes, a few years ago, uh, uh Elder they were playing in uh in Providence sure. on Halloween. Yeah, and uh, so like a bunch of us went there and we dressed up. I dressed like a uh, Henry Spencer from a Racerhead. Okay, the was amount that the of main fucking. Character? Yeah, yeah, the guy with the standing up with hair. hair yeah. Dude, the amount of product I had to put into my hair yeah. just to get it to, like, stand up straight. Right. Oh, God. That was a good one, I though. can only imagine. I don't think I ever saw a picture of that. Really? Maybe oh, I did. I'll have to send you one. I don't know, man. It depends when that it's was. It's on my Instagram a few years. It was, like, 2017 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I wasn't in a good Maybe spot 2016. in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk in 2017. Yeah, boozing hard, uh, dude. And I know you might be asking yourself, wait, he didn't say when in 2017. He's like, yeah, I know. He's <laughs> like, yeah, no, just 20 fucking 17, dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking drinking and drugs. Oh, that brother. year, that year I was drunk. 
Um, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, that's all I've got. Unless there's anything you want to add to the broader conversation, or just not, we can we can certainly. Uh... Yeah. Well, hey, if you are hoping for a happier episode for the next Halloween one, <laughs> you ain't gonna fucking get it. Uh, Newsflash: <laughs> We don't have a great. Hell. <laughs> we don't have a great outlook on a lot of this shit. Dude, we yeah, we, we we're on like a long string right now. Yeah. like some bad shit happening yeah. to folks. Yeah, and I. I <laughs> I, I don't mean but to that's be really like, mo- most of history, but people having a bad time. That's left on red, man. This is the thing yeah. you wish you didn't know. Yeah. Um, we stray from that sometimes when we like to talk about fun things like Nicolas Cage's pig, but um, <laughs> a, a monumentally depressing movie. <laughs> it, yeah, it was actually really not a feel good flick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> unlike most Cage flicks, yeah, which are, which are a romping good time. I kind of want to watch a Nicolas Cage movie. Or I was thinking, um, dude, dude, you gotta do a co- Port of Call New Orleans, dude. Bad Lieutenant. I don't know what you have going on after this, but you want to play that uh, new Left for Dead fucking clone? Um, I think it's free right now with Game Pass. Is it? I think so. Is there crossplay? Uh, yes, I believe so. I thought Ooh. I saw that there was crossplay. Um, I think I'm going to chill out for a bit because, you know, I've been going nonstop since like 7 this morning. Sure. Fucking. I'm going to delete this from the episode. <laughs> I don't want people <laughs> to hear me get rejected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, no, no. I'll, I'll um, that sounds kind of lame. I'm going to I'm gonna just jerk <laughs> off and fucking... go to bed. <laughs> so good episode, I though, man. I got <laughs> really? to do a little bit of writing for my next episode. Yeah. And I have then, to get through like 220 pages, and I'm at like page 40. And then, um, jerk off. And I lifted a lot of weights after work, so yeah. I'm kind of sore. Yeah. I, but I maybe. I don't blame you. Yeah. Maybe in a little bit though. All right. All right. Well, I, I think need that's a seltzer it. Seltzer fucking bad though, dude. I need a blood orange lemonade dude, right my now. My seltzer had a crooked bottom. Can you see that? Dude, fucking my star fruit lemonade fucking died real quick in this episode i need a new one i'm thirsty as shit yeah sad all right guys well um as i said we're gonna put some extra stuff in our show notes some you know i just think it's good to have some extra little links to support and things like that because we did talk so much about um abuse of people with mental illness and stuff like that today but you can also find links to our twitter links to our instagram links to uh, our email where you can send us anything just don't tell me how much you love me tell cam how much you hate him yeah yeah you can feed into evan's delusion that he is uh the chosen one um it's not a delusion if it's true <laughs> there, you I'm <laughs> there you go that is true. Uh, yep you know uh, <laughs> as per usual we spread by word of mouth so please um yeah if uh yeah just uh tell people about us yeah you know if you're gonna speak in tongues, make sure "left unread" is a couple of the words it's on that are the coming tip out. of yours. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. See, I know I'm just gifted like that. That was way better than whatever you were gonna say. All right, What'd guys. Well, we I have, didn't hear what you said. You said if you're gonna speak in tongues, and I said make sure that "left unread" is on the tip of yours. Oh, okay. And yeah, it is good. Um, all right, guys. Well, well, don't get all fucking uppity. Have a good night. All right, yeah. We'll shut the fuck up. All right, yeah. Have a good night, we'll everybody. See you next week. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Bye. Bye.